Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Fox River. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm, my name is Bill, if we haven't met. And this is my deep tissue massage roller, okay? So as I train for my half Ironman triathlon coming up about a month from now, I've learned that this thing is like absolutely essential. Whenever I move forward in my fitness, it's just like whenever I experience gains, especially when it comes to like running or biking, I also experience pains, right? And, and, and like injuries come very soon after. This thing has brought me back from a bunch of injuries. Here's how it works, all right? So it's really, really painful, but, but you know, you kind of sit on the ground and you put your body weight on it and like squeezes and irritates the tissue. But it squeezes all of the bad stuff out of your muscles, like lactic acid and waste products, right? And then it allows for the new stuff, that fresh, oxygenated, nutrient-rich blood to come in. And this thing really accelerates and promotes healing. Like I said, this thing has brought me back from a bunch of injuries. Yet this truth remains. Whenever I take three steps forward in my fitness, it's just a matter of time before I take two steps backward. Just like really frustrating, right? Okay, now the same can be said of our faith for anyone who's ever followed Jesus, all right? It's like, because receiving Jesus as Savior doesn't fix everything in your life, doesn't make you perfect, all right? Yes, God makes us into saints when we receive Jesus as Lord. We are saints, hallelujah. But we remain sinners still as well. It's like we're simultaneously saints and sinners. It's this interesting place that we live in until God makes us perfect in heaven one day. Because of that truth, listen, the life of a believer can be described in this way. Three steps forward in my faith, but two steps backward, right? So today, here's what we're going to do, right? We pray for this, Lord. We're kind of praying this and saying this at the same time. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to receive hope and comfort from God, all right? Let's do the comfort one first. Comfort in this, we're going to see from Scripture, we already know it in our own lives, but we're going to see it from Scripture that three steps forward, two steps backward is actually normal. But we're also going to receive hope from God that three steps forward and only one step backward, that's possible. Now, that would be some good news, right? But before we go any further, let's pray together. Dear Jesus, we thank you for today. God, we ask that... Um, God, by your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, this isn't something that, that we can manufacture. This isn't something that will just happen on its own, Lord. We need your sovereign and mighty hand in this. So, God, we're asking you, help us to hear from you today. Help us to understand what you're trying to tell us. And, God, help us to respond, Lord, to your good news by faith. Be glorified today in this very special time that we get to share together. Be glorified, Lord. Amen. All right, let's turn to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, turn there in your Bibles if you would, or on your digital device of choice. All right, as we get into Genesis chapter 12, it's really important that we get on the same page with just a couple things so we can kind of be ready to receive what God has for us. All right, here's, here's just a few things. 
And we need to know. Genesis 12 takes place about 4,000 years ago. Long time ago. That's like 2,000 years before Jesus lived, died, and rose to life again. Okay? So Genesis 12 takes place 4,000 years ago. Abraham, we're going to read a lot about Abraham. Is, is actually, we see his name is Abram in the text. I might say Abram. I might say Avram. I might say Abraham. I might say Abe. I'll kind of interchange all those. Um, so please give me a little bit of grace in that. My brain doesn't go to the straight Hebrew all the time. So just kind of different names come out. But we're going to read a lot about Abraham. Abraham is considered father of the faith when it comes to Judaism and Christianity. Why is that? Really quick condensing answer here, condensed answer. Abe is considered the father of the faith because God justified, right, Abraham by faith. You see, Abe wasn't righteous on his own. Abe couldn't stand before God innocent on his own. God had to justify him or credit him with righteousness. It's like this, getting an F on a test, but the teacher gives you an A. Ooh, that's a good day. Okay. I like that. That's what God does. That's, he, he credited Abe with righteousness when Abraham believed what God said. Now, the good news for us is that God still justifies by faith. He justifies us by faith. He, he declares us righteous when we believe what he says about Jesus. That's pretty awesome. All right, and then one last thing we need to know as we head into Genesis chapter 12 is that God made some promises to Abraham. God specifically promised Abe three things. Land, I'm gonna give you a land, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead you into a land, and, and I'm not gonna show you now, I'm not gonna tell you about it, but, but when we get there, you'll see it, okay? But I'm promising you land, I'm promising you seed, like a big family tree, okay? And I'm promising you blessing. I'm gonna bless your socks off. It's gonna be ridiculous blessings are gonna he showered upon you, Abraham. So he made that promise to him. And Abraham, when, when God told him that, Abraham believed God. And then Abraham followed God into that land that he was promised, the promised land. Now, back then it was called Canaan. Today, you look at a map, it's modern-day Israel, about. Okay. So with that said, let's get into Genesis chapter 12. We're going to start in verse number 10. Here we go. Now, there was a famine in the land. So wait, he just gets to the land, everything's fine, he's there for a little while, and then there's a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. So let's just make sure we're tracking. Abraham believes God. Abraham follows God. I don't even know where we're going, Lord, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do what you say, right? You can show me the land when we get there. He believes, he follows, and then trouble comes. Don't we see the same thing in our lives? Right? God, I believe you. God, I'm going to follow you. Like, whatever you say, Lord. And then just calamity strikes. It's like, man, what is going on? God, I thought you were for me. I thought you were with me. What is going on? The trouble is just abounding. What's going on? Here's a, here's a takeaway for us. Be ready. Be ready. In this world, we will have trouble, right? This is not an easy life. It's going to be perfect one day, but we're not there yet. Okay, so church, be ready. Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 11. As Abraham was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, 
Now, I'll probably say Sarah a bunch of times too, okay? Give me grace there. All right, he said to his wife, Sarai, I know what a beautiful woman you are. Oh, that just melts your heart, right? Oh, man, more wives are like, man, I wish my husband would tell me that, okay? Anyways, you should do that, husbands. Okay, and keep going, keep going. Verse 12, when the Egyptians see you, Sarah, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but will let you live. So say you are my sister, so that I will be treated well for your sake. And my life will be spared because of you. Oh, I got a little problem here. Sarah is not Abe's wife. Well, not exactly. Actually, a few chapters later, chapter 20 to be exact, we learn that Sarah actually is Abraham's half-sister. All right, they got the same dad, they got different mothers. So Abram is kind of telling the half Half-truth here, isn't he? I mean, it's kind of, kind of, right? Well, what, what do we know about half-truths? The other half is what? A lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's ask ourselves a very important question. How does God feel about lying? And I like it, right? How do we know that? Because he says so in his word. We see it in his character, even from the very beginning, right? There's no mystery about that. But just in case any of us have any doubts, like, well, maybe Abraham was in the right here. I don't know if he was really in the wrong. I mean, so let's, let's just clear all of that up. All right, let's just come to a consensus or agreement here, asking two questions. What were Abraham's goals when he said to Sarah, he's like, tell him, you're my sister, please. You know, what were his goals? He wanted to deceive, didn't he? He wanted to trick Pharaoh in, in Egypt. He wanted to live. He's like, man, I'm gonna die. I wanna save my own Oh, rear end, you know? And, and there's an opportunity here, Sarah. Like, we could really, you know, I could come out of this thing pretty rich. You know, like, when, when they're going to treat me well for your sake. Who, here's the second question. Where was Abraham's concern? Who was he concerned about? Himself. This is all about Abraham. Okay, this is like sinful, selfish stuff going on. How do you suppose Sarah felt about all of this? She feel loved, cherished. She feel valuable, all right? Did this like build her up in her faith? Was this strengthening to their marriage? <laughs> Is this how, let's, let's just get a few layers deeper right now. Is this how Jesus loves his bride, the church? No, certainly not. You see, Jesus serves his wife. Jesus loves his wife. Jesus cares for his wife. He gives everything. He forgives anything and washes the feet, making clean her feet of his bride. See, Jesus loving his wife is how Jesus worships the Father. And Abraham's not doing that, is he? No way. Right, Abraham's in the wrong. Abraham is sinning right here. Let's keep reading. Verse 14. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarai was a very beautiful 65-year-old woman. And when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into his palace. Verse 16. He treated Abraham well for her sake, just like Abraham thought, right? And Abram acquired sheep and cattle, Male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and some camels. Who doesn't want a camel or two? Like, wow, that's pretty cool. Huh. But 
Seems like this is working out, doesn't it? Uh-huh. I mean, Abraham's still alive. He's getting rich. But let's be careful. Let's be careful, because Abraham's falling for this. Let's be careful not to confuse prospering in the world with blessing from God. All right? I mean, how much of a blessing is it, all right, if the things that you receive introduce more problems or temptations in your life? Some people are going to know. I'm going to say two names. Some people are going to know these names. Hagar and Ishmael. Hagar, right, if you keep reading these, these following chapters, you're going to discover those names if you don't know them. But Hagar was one of the female servants that Abraham received in Egypt. That led to some major problems later on. Major. How much of a blessing are things if they reinforce or encourage wrong and sinful behavior? I mean, what happens eight chapters later? Abraham does the very same thing with a guy named King Abimelech. He repeats this stuff all over again. He's like, man, I got away with it once. You know, I could probably get away with it again. Anybody ever think something crazy like that? It's okay to raise your hand. All right. Yeah. (laughs) That's Abraham's thinking the same thing. How much of a blessing are things if they ultimately lead us further away from God instead of closer to him like blessings should? Don't confuse prospering in this world with blessing from God. Let's keep reading. Verse 17. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram. What have you done to me, he said? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? All right, let's pause for a second. Here's probably what happened. All right, this is not scriptural. Beware of what you hear. But this is kind of what I think happened. Let's just kind of fill in some of these, these, these spots that aren't filled in yet. Sarah gets brought into Pharaoh's palace. Pharaoh, no doubt, is about to sleep with her because that's how it worked. And, and, and before he can do that, he's struck with a disease. We don't know what that disease was, but it somehow prevented him from sleeping with Sarah. He's like, what the heck is going on? So he, he probably is yelling. He's like, Sarah, get in here. What, what is going on? I mean, look, look at this, you know, like, wow. You know? And like everybody else in his household is suffering. Like, call the doctor, right? And then, and then Sarah's like, you know what? Here's the reason. I'm Abraham's wife, actually. So he, he finds out, right? So that's come in the empty spots in between the verses. Probably happened that way, but we're not 100% sure. So just understand that. Okay, so... Verse 19, why did you say she is my sister so that I took her to be my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men, and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. So Abraham is leaving. He's leaving, and and Abraham is definitely thinking now, man, I totally got away with this. I mean, I lived. I got to keep all the wealth that I acquired. All right, I got the camel. He's spitting a little bit, but like, come on, let's go. Let's hightail it. He even got his wife back, and it appears that Pharaoh didn't even sleep with her. Well, I mean, Abraham's probably not going to be sleeping with her anytime soon either, right? But moving on. Okay, but listen, sin is wrong. Sin is wrong, right? It affects you. It affects those around you. It affects, it affects the world around us as well. Abe's selfishness has already damaged his marriage. 
No, no question about that. That's a, that's a step backward, okay? But Abraham has already, has, has just destroyed his witness for God in Egypt. You see, everywhere Abram goes, he's supposed to represent God, just like you and I, okay? We're supposed to represent God. We're supposed to shine like a, like a beacon of light for Jesus Christ no matter where we go. We are the salt and the light of the earth as his church, okay? So, so his witness for God is destroyed in Egypt. Abe should have been a blessing to Pharaoh, all right? But instead, Abraham is a cause for cursing and disease, not to mention Abe's personal walk with God. I mean, I just think about that. Do you suppose Abe is walking around with this, this, this just fullness of joy, right? This, this joy, 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 joy down in his You think he's just like, whoa, God is awesome. And he's doing all of There's no way. His relationship with God is so messed up at this point. There's another step backward in his faith, if we're honest, right? It's like it's, his faith is like a bone out of joint. It's just like Oh, she's not doing well. I mean, I wish this thing was back in, but it's just, it's just hanging there, right? It's a bad spot to be. Anytime and every time we sin, we're taking steps backward in our faith journey. And you know how all of this happened? You know why all of this happened? I mean, how did Abraham go from a place of, of Lord, I believe you. Lord, I'll follow you. I'll walk hundreds of miles not knowing where I'm going or what the land looks like, but God, I trust you. How do you go from that place to, yeah, you can sleep with my wife, and I'm going to lie right to your face. I mean, how do, you, how do you do that? How does that happen? Here's how it happened. Abe forgot about God, and he forgot about the promises that God made to him. You see, as Abraham was entering Egypt, he wasn't thinking about God. He wasn't thinking about those proclaimed promises that God made to him. Instead of remembering God and remembering those promises, as Abe entered Egypt, and the very same thing probably happened with the famine that we read about in verse 10, okay? But as Abe enters Egypt, he's stressing out. He's trying to figure out how am I going to survive? But listen, Abe was bulletproof. He just didn't know it. Listen, God said, all right, he said to old Abe, man, he, he said to, to Abe who had no children, he's like, listen, I'm going to give you a big old family tree. Nations are going to come from your lineage. Listen, even if Pharaoh was to kill him, does God not have the power to raise Abe up and to make Abe live again? Could God do that? God could do that. And that's, that's something that Abraham would later come to believe in and trust in. The reason all this happened, the reason Abraham took these steps backward in his faith journey is because in this season of life, he wasn't walking by faith. Now, what does it mean to walk by faith? All right, you could, you could explain this a lot of different ways. You could get off theological and stuff. Here's just some normal language. Walking by faith means making decisions with God. Can we say that together? Walking by faith means making decisions with God. It's that simple. Walking by faith means making decisions with God. We talked about this in my small group this past week, just came up, it was kind of neat. We were talking about, you know, how do you walk by faith? You know, what's God's will? Kind of that area, right? 
And, and sometimes, man, it's clear, you know? Sometimes it's like, if, if, for example, I'll be silly. Okay, I hope this is silly. Everybody better laugh at this one. Should I murder this person or not murder this person, okay? And, and it's like, okay, that's pretty clear cut. You know, like, don't murder the person. But God's will, walking by faith, is not always just choice A or choice B. It's not always black and white. See, see a lot of times it's God gives us freedom. You know, even though we pray about it, we ask for specific direction. Which job should I take? All right? Which place should I move? You know, should I stay in my current house? You know, buy or sell? What, what should I do here? A lot of times we wait for that specific word from God and, and it just doesn't come. All right, we hear other people saying, oh, I heard from God, but we're just kind of like, I didn't hear from God. I don't know what to do. I'm just kind of like paralyzed here. Listen, God is giving us freedom in so many different areas of life. You know what God's will for us in those types of situations is? How do we walk by faith in those types of situations? It's not about choosing A or B. It's about whatever choice we choose, it's making that choice or decision with God. But Abe wasn't thinking like that, was he? He wasn't thinking about God, and once again, he wasn't thinking about the promises that God made to him. Are we? Are we thinking about the promises God made to us? Here's, here's a few. Let's just kind of let these rattle around in our minds in a really good, healthy, godly way, okay? God loves us, and he values us immensely. He's given us all we need to live a godly life, 2 Peter chapter 1. God will meet and supply every one of our needs in Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4. He will strengthen and uphold us, Isaiah chapter 41. And you don't have to fear those who might hurt your body or hurt you, Matthew chapter 10. And even if they do kill you, right? You're going to live forever, John chapter 11. And not only do you have the blessing of heaven, once we get there, those who have received Jesus, once we get there, we have every spiritual blessing because of Jesus that awaits us in heaven. Those are promises of God. Man, it's like, it's like, I'm going to be all right in this world. I don't care what kind of craziness I have. I'm going to be all right. Huh. I can walk with a certain amount of confidence. Not arrogance, but, but just confidence. Like, thank you, Lord. All right. I don't have to worry. Here's another promise of God to us. This is from 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. God tells us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, right? And purify us of all unrighteousness. Like if we confess our sins, right? If we take those, those steps backward in our faith, he said, just confess them. Just, just talk to me. I know what they are already. Just, just confess them to me. And I'll bring you back into right relationship with me. Taking hold of this promise. Listen, this is just a gem for us today. Taking hold of this promise is exactly what walking by faith looks like whenever we take those steps backward on our faith journey. Abe had to do this many times in order to move forward once again in his faith. Now there's hope for us in that. Amen? Oh, amen. I'm taking that. First John 1, 9, I'm using that every day. 
baby. Here we go. Did you know, hey, listen, did you know that this roller right here is good for more than just treating injuries? More than, it's good for more than just repairing my body after an injury occurs. Did you know that? Yeah, this roller can actually prevent injuries as well. Like if I use this roller more often, I wouldn't have gotten some of the injuries that I've gotten over the years. Now pretend that roller here, I mean, stay with me now. Pretend that that roller is like our faith. See, faith is good and necessary to repair our relationship with God, 1 John 1, 9. We just talked about that. But what if we were to use faith more often? What if you and I chose to walk by faith more and more in our lives? then we wouldn't need to repair our relationship with God so much. We wouldn't need to utilize 1 John 1, 9 as much. And that could be a really good thing, right? Meaning more steps forward, less steps backward. Anybody interested in that? Like, man, I, I want to keep moving forward for Jesus, right? I, this is, uh, there's hope for us in that too. Amen. Like, what if we used our faith? Let's, let's break this down. What does it look like in real life? What if we used faith? What if we walked by faith when we woke up? What if we said, God, thank you for today? Even if you forget when you first wake up, you just forget. And you're one of those people like, like I know it's cliche, but I actually do need a cup of coffee to get everything, you know, going. All right. It's okay to say thank you while you're drinking that cup of coffee. Maybe even say, thank you for today, Jesus. Thanks for waking me up. And, and thank you for this coffee. All right. Thank you for the food that I'm eating. God, please bless it to my body. I, I couldn't decide whether to go with spaghetti or meatballs. I kind of did the mixture thing. But, but, you know, I made that decision with you, God, and I'm thanking you for this food. Again, please bless it to my body. All right. What if we walked by faith when it comes to conversations? Instead of just listening, what if we listened like Jesus? That would be awesome. Like caring and, and having compassion and concern. What if when we were driving, I mean, what if we drive by faith, all right? What if you're driving by faith? My family and I, we drove recently to Florida, and we drove back. I'm here. Yay, we made it. It was agonizing. My body is not the same sitting in a car for 20 hours anymore, okay? But, like, I'm, I'm driving, right, and, and I'm seeing these billboards. And, and you know what I'm talking about? I'm just like, oh, man, you know, God, you know, we'll, we'll, and, I, and I had to do this, okay? It's like, God, help me. Help me not to look at those billboards. Help me not to think about what those billboards are designed to make me think about, okay? Driving by faith, what if we did that? This applies to road rage and, and kids going nuts in the back seat, all of that, all right? Something crazy here on the radio. I mean, all of that. This is driving by faith. What if we did that? All right, what if we write on a card what we just said, like, like walking by faith is making decisions with God. What if we wrote that on a note card, something like this, and we put it in our pockets, and then every time we reach in our pocket throughout the day, whether you're getting your wallet or your car keys or something, you feel that card and you're like, oh, and you remember, oh, walking by faith means making decisions with God. And sometimes you even take it out and you read it and you're like, oh, walking by faith is making decisions with God. Wouldn't that be awesome to be reminded in that way? What, what, if, it, what, if, you, what if you even like did a little sticky note? All right, and, and you stuck it on your bathroom mirror so that every time, you know, you're doing your, I don't do makeup, but you, ladies do, all right? But every time you're doing your makeup, every time you're washing your hands or something like that, you, you see it. It's like, oh, I'm reminded walking by faith is making decisions with God. Oh, that would be a, a great reminder. What if every time you go to your small group, you ask each other in your small group, it, wait, what? 
You're not in a small group, you say? Oh, okay. Well, here's what you can do. You can view all the small groups. All right, you can even sign up for one, scan in that QR code. Or you can even go to Next after service and learn more about how to move forward in your faith by joining a small group. Great opportunities, okay? But when you're in the small group, you can ask each other, hey, are you walking by faith? How'd it go this past week? Tell me a little bit, some of the successes with you. What, what things did you walk by faith in? All right, what decisions did you make with God this week? Where did you struggle? How can I pray for you in regards to those things? Yeah, beautiful thing, right? That's part of the benefits, part of it, right? Of benefits of having Christian community and, 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 and friendship with other people within the church. A wonderful thing. That's essentially moving forward in our faith. Listen, walking by faith is better for us It also brings blessing to those around us, and it magnifies the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, you can do this. You can. You can walk by faith. You can move forward in your faith more and backward on your faith journey less. You can do this. And I hope and pray that each one of us, myself included, does exactly that. Now, we were talking about promises earlier, weren't we? Here's another promise. This is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12. God tells us this. He says, For anyone who receives Jesus and believes in his name, God gives them the right and the authority to be called his children. If you've not received Jesus by trusting in his death on the cross for your sins, trusting in his resurrection for your life, then I invite you and I encourage you today to take that step forward in your faith. For anyone who would like to receive Jesus today, let's pray this prayer together now. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe, Lord, that you rose for my life. I confess to you, Lord, that I'm a sinner and I need what you did for me. God, please forgive me. I'm trusting in you, not myself. God, I'm trusting in you to save me and to make me new. Thank you. Amen. With heads still bowed, eyes still closed if you receive Jesus would you let me know right now just by raising your hand if you're online you can do that too thank you Lord thank you Jesus God we thank you for every child of yours here at Fox River and our Fox River family God we ask when it comes to our faith journey Lord help us to take more steps forward and less less of them backward Remind us, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God, the community of other Christians, Lord, little, little tricky, clever devices like note cards and sticky notes and alarms on our phone and stuff like that, God, remind us to walk by faith and make decisions with you, Lord. We want to experience and enjoy forward movement in our faith. We want to glorify you, Lord, with our lives, our hardest people. Our message is Jesus. God, bless the world around us through us, your church. We love you 
And we thank you, Lord, for loving us first. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,